0: Man. Man, chapter four. Amen. It talks so, about God's um, people delivered. God's people delivered, and then it says the first sin says uh, first subheading: God manifests His power at midnight. What do you think that means? Midnight. When is that? Is that real midnight or figurative?
1: The worst part of our experience. Okay. Why do you say that?
2: I just always thought about midnight being just the darkest, not literally, but just the darkest part of a person's life, like the midnight. You can only, you can only get light from there. That's what I think about.
1: Oh,
0: okay. That's interesting. Anybody else?
1: Yeah, and I just think that, I don't know mm-hmm. if it would be literal midnight. Uh, it just says that it's dark. Well, and darkness could be symbolic, like Janice saying. Um, or it could be literal midnight where I'm not really sure on that point, but I think that, you know, it will be at the point where we think all hope is lost and then we see the, the tokens of deliverance.
0: All right. So it could hey, be- I could be, what actually. lesson are
1: we on y'all? Yeah? Chapter Seven Chapter four.
0: Okay. Thank you. Okay, and then a little bit farther down, it says uh, talks about looking up. The people lift their eyes to heaven. The black clouds are parted, and like Stephan, the, the disciple, they look up steadfastly into heaven and see the glory of God and the Son of Man seated up upon His throne. Isn't that pretty amazing that we'll actually be able to see that from here on our place on earth? What do you think about that?
1: that's amazing because we're going to have to have some different eyes than we have now <laughs> to be able
2: well, to I see think when, Yeah. I think when he says that too, like, I believe like Karen, I think that's the moment we're going to be changed in a twinkle of an eye because in order to see God with, with, we, we couldn't see him in our sinful nature. Oh, that's a good. So point. I think I think we will already be sealed and so when that, we do see that black sky coming closer and closer and the lights coming, we're going to be rejoicing because we we've been sealed and we've been waiting on God.
0: Good points. You know, one thing that I thought was so interesting was uh, a while back when we had that eclipse and we were blessed to be able to see the entire total eclipse here in St. Louis. So we went down to find a spot. You know, they tell you you gotta drive way out of town or go to this spot in Tennessee or wherever. But we went down to South County Mall <laughs> in South St. Louis and had a perfect view. It was like being in a theater, you know, and when mm-hmm. the total part hit, it was amazing to me because it it was like wow, these are actual planets we're looking at. And it seemed like they were so close, you know, and it was like you actually looking into outer space. It was pretty amazing to me. And I thought this one, it said that we'll be able to see the glory of God and the son of man seated upon his throne, that we'll actually be able to see into outer space, so to speak.
1: And it says not only that, Lee, but that from his divine form, we'll discern the marks of his humiliation, which is... (laughs) which is the the nail prints the the thorn you know the spear in his side we'll be able to see that from earth
0: hmm interesting i thought he got rid of those marks when he went to heaven
1: nope forever no
2: no
0: why would he
1: keep them
2: that is a reminder of what he did to save us and what he went through all right now
0: Okay. Anybody else thoughts on that?
3: It's also a reminder to all of the all of the um beings in all of the worlds, the devastating effect of sin and the outcome of sin too. And the cost. That'll be a that'll probably be one of the reasons why sin will never
1: rise up again because we will look at our loving savior, mm-hmm. realize what he went through, and say, never again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Uh, a little bit further down where the paragraph starts again, a voice musical and triumphant is saying, they come, they come, holy, harmless and undefiled. And then it says, they have kept the word of my patience. They shall walk among the angels. Did you notice the word my is in capitals? Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The word of my patience like that. hmm my is talking about God, or just mm-hmm. capitalized, just like when you say uh, God, or you're talking about God, and you say His, you capitalize it, because it's talking mm-hmm. about the Almighty. And then what does this tell us in Revelation? Here is the patience of the saints. What patience is it?
2: That we will, that we will have the, uh, uh, the Holy Spirit to help us to endure until the, the end, the very end.
1: Right, okay. we have patiently endured the race and we have stayed with it and stayed in it and no matter what has happened, uh we have stood for the right though the heavens may fall.
0: Okay, and Revelation 12:14 says, here is the patience of the saints. These Yeah, they
1: that keep the commandments. Mm-hmm. Keep the
0: commandments of God and have the faith the
1: faith of Jesus.
0: Jesus Christ. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. so that's also talking about the patience part two. Uh, we were just asked that question about, was it midnight, real time midnight, or midnight mm-hmm. hardest time of your life type of thing, or darkness? Uh, then it says, it "Is at midnight that God manifests his power for the deliverance of his people. Then it points out that the sun appears, shining in his strength.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: That's going to be an amazing thing to see, uh, just like the time period where the sun turned to, <laughs> to the The sun turned to sackcloth and the moon turned to blood and people are just wondering what is going on. This is something supernatural. This isn't supposed to happen. It's going to be a lot of people struck with terror and amazement just wondering what exactly is going on. But those of us who have uh, uh, kept on the Lord's side and are studying and praying for discernment, it won't be a a surprise to us. It will still be amazing, but we're not going to be running from, from terror, like the wicked who don't know what's going on. So, again, that's why we study and pray, so that we might be aware of these things that God has said are going to happen on this earth, so that it doesn't catch us unawares, right?
1: hmm
0: A little bit further down in that, it talks about the stream. Some of the some of the things that are going to be happening. And again, when you think about it, just try and picture in your mind what's going to happen. It's a lot going on here. It says the stream ceased to flow. And it's a lot by itself. Remember when the Lord stopped the Jordan River so the priests could go across?
1: Mm-hmm. And,
0: uh, blew back the Red Sea so that they could walk across. God has control of the elements. It's going to be nothing for him to stop the streams from flowing. Dark, heavy clouds in the midst of heavens is one clear space of indescribable glory. From whence comes the voice of God, like the sound of many waters. And what is that voice saying?
1: It is done.
0: It is done. What do you think it is done means? Remember when Christ died on the cross, what did he say? It is finished. It is finished. And when he was saying it was finished, what was he speaking about?
1: Anybody? I believe he had completed the work that he came to do on earth. And uh, now the remainder was to do in heaven. But when this says it is done, that means everything has been completed. The work on earth and the work in heaven.
0: Terrific. Yeah, it is finished. The symbolic sacrifices were finished, too. The hold that hell had on human beings was uh, finished, too. And as Karen was saying, it is done means everything is over now. The cosmic conflict is over. The time is over. It's all finished. So it's all done at that point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, again it talks about some of the uh physical things, some of the physical things going on in uh paragraph 27 2 when you read that part what did you think was pretty interesting that was going to be happening physically on the earth it mentions a lot of different things happening what kind of struck you as
2: You know, I guess to me, when it said the mighty earthquakes, I said, even though we still haven't seen the mightiest of the earthquakes, just seeing earthquakes now and the devastation that they bring, that was, that, you know, I thought, well, you know, if what we're seeing now, things are going to get worse, you know, all you can do is pray for your brothers and sisters that's in those kind of environments.
0: Amen. Someone else? Lakita, you were about to say...
3: Where it says the chains of mountains um, disappear or sinking. Mountain chains are sinking. And habitat islands disappear with their living freight. Scary.
0: What is it talking about, living freight?
1: Human beings, animals. Yeah. People, animals, whatever's on the island. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm-hmm. I forget which island it was, but a tsunami hit an island a few years back and wiped everybody out on the entire island, so it's going to be that type of thing happening, just sad. Mm-hmm. What else does someone else notice about the earth is going to happen?
3: Ray hailstones it's about the weight of a talent, I don't know what a talent
0: is. And you want to know how much talent weighs?
1: About 70 pounds.
0: Yeah, yeah talent's between 50 and 70 pounds. Um, great hailstones. What's the biggest hailstone you've ever seen? Wasn't
1: that big? No, golf ball. Maybe. Yeah,
0: I've seen golf ball. Some people on earth have seen softball, but I've, nobody has ever seen a 50 pound hailstone. That's no. going to be really amazing. Uh, anybody else? What else did you notice?
1: The seaport. She oh, sea- says the seaports will be swallowed up into the waters. Okay. And I was looking
2: at that thinking about how many people actually live in those areas on the coastlines. That's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be a lot of folks. I
1: remember there. I remember when the tsunami did hit uh, there in the Indian Ocean and the footage of it and the water just just came up and just engulfed whatever was there. And uh and, and that just brought back to mind when he said the seaports would be swallowed up by the water you know mm-hmm. and, and, and the people that they even showed like people that were on the beach when the tsunami hit and it just and it was just oh my goodness it was it yeah
0: was, they made a movie out of one of those where the tsunami hit and the people was the the animals took off first and the people standing around wondering what happened
1: and mm-hmm. then
0: the water and then you saw the people trying to run but you can't outrun water. When no, it's-
1: you can't. They couldn't outrun that. It just and it just it just swallowed them up.
3: Yeah. So a story came out of that where the um, a little girl with her parents. The little girl was about eleven or twelve, was up walking down the beach, and the little girl noticed the water going out, and she said, "Mom, we just studied this last week. It's a tsunami coming." And mm. so running down the beach, telling everybody get to higher ground, get to higher. Oh. So they saved some lives like that. Wow.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Wow. And a little child shall lead them. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, was that the one in the mission story?
3: No, that wasn't.
0: It was one like that in the mission story, too. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Anything else somebody noticed?
3: Well, the proudest cities of the earth are laid low. The costly palaces upon which the world's great men have lavished their wealth in order to glorify themselves are crumbling to ruin before their eyes. Mm. That's really, um, it just kind of put everything in perspective, you know well we're so busy ripping running and trying to you know get 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 material goods it's just not going to be worth anything in the end it's mm-hmm. just worthless it's going to be destroyed like everything else so you know you have to watch how we're spending our time and what we're doing with our time true,
1: true.
0: so it seems like everything on earth is going to be affected earth wind and fire the the sea hurricanes the entire earth swelling and waving like the waves of the sea. Uh, that sounds interesting, but I've seen some some uh, video of earthquakes when they happened. And sometimes the earth would just kind of wave like that and all kind of buildings and stuff was falling down. It was pretty amazing. And that's what it's saying here also is that the whole earth heaves and swells like waves of the sea. So, you know, one thing that lets us know is that it's not gonna go unnoticed. There won't be any secret rapture going on. This is going to be seen, heard, and felt by everybody on the planet. So it's it's a lot going to happen. And again, when these things happen, we just know, hey, it's all part of the plan, all part of God's plan to save humanity, right? Now, here's something we talked about before, the special resurrection before Jesus appears. Graves are open, many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth awake some to everlasting shame or some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt. What else is it talking about with this special resurrection? Anybody want to feel us in on that?
1: Yeah, it talks about um, those who have died in the faith of the third angel's message. They come up glorified. And then also those that pierced him and who mocked him and derided Christ's dying agonies and his most violent opposers of his truth, which could be anybody down through the ages and not just the ones mm-hmm. that, that 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 crucified him. Uh, they will be raised so that they can see, they will see him coming on the clouds of glory hmm. and behold his glory. Why is it
0: important that, that uh, the resurrection happens before Christ comes? You just kind of mentioned it there at the end, Karen.
1: Well, because so that they can behold him. Mm -hmm. You know, the wicked are not going to continue to remain alive when Christ takes his redeemed back to heaven. But but so that they can see for their own eyes, you know, Mm -hmm. and so there will be certain of them that will be resurrected to see that. Not all of them will be resurrected, but some will be resurrected to see that.
0: Right. So it says that we shall see Christ coming in glory. And that's
1: part that's part of his vindication already here. Sure. That's yeah, part of Christ's vindication to show those who mocked and derided him as well as his followers, you know.
0: Yeah, it's a lot, a lot going on, you know, and sometimes people think, uh, you know, I know a lot of people believe in a secret rapture and stuff. But when we study God's word, there's nothing secretive about it at all. It's going to mm-hmm. be one of the most known events ever in history. In fact, mm-hmm. the most known event.
3: And why should it be secret? A secret uh, implies that there's something to be ashamed of, something that is uh, not a good thing. But God's, you know, this is the reward. This is the reward for everyone. Whether you get your reward is eternal life or eternal death, that's the reward. So uh, why should there be a secret anything? Because God is not embarrassed, he's victorious. When people are, you know, like when you have the Olympics, you know, the, the victor doesn't sit out quietly and try to hide because he was victorious. He's jump, jumping around. Everybody's clapping. Everybody's being happy except those who lost. But uh, So there's no reason for it to be secret. Why would it be? Right. And you know what I think about, too, piggybacking on that, Lakita,
1: is that if it was secret, then the devil's claims would be right. God is not fair because he didn't warn certain people about it or certain people didn't have an opportunity to participate in it.
5: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of what I was thinking as well. Satan's accusation was in front of universes. Mm-hmm. So for the, for the earth stage, you know, God's going to have to lay it out. Every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess mm-hmm. that he is righteous.
4: Now, mm-hmm. they a- are, are going to be truly some people... That's really gonna be surprised that he's really real. I mean, really?
3: Yeah. I, like,
4: oh, he does this.
3: Well, Ivina, yeah, it is. I believe that too. It's gonna be some people, they're gonna be surprised, but not really. You know, it's kind of like the the COVID vi, you know, this COVID virus is, you know, there's people who say it doesn't exist, but they gotta know it exists. You know, right. They- there, there will be gnashing of teeth. That yes. assumes some type of knowledge. Yes. Yes.
0: It's a lot going on. So what should our duty be knowing these things? Watch.
3: Yeah, witness to other people. Tell everybody else about the coming of Christ and, you know, to be, um, you know, seeking the kingdom of heaven for ourselves. Amen. Yeah, Do our part.
1: Do our part. And everybody's gift is not the same and everybody's mission is not going to be the same. But it's still, you know, As Beverly says, be a committee of one to do what God has put in your heart to do. Mm
0: -hmm. Anyone else? What else should we be doing? Knowing these things.
1: Preparing, getting our lamps trimmed and burning, cooperating with the Holy Spirit for the working out of our own salvation. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. All these things are going to are things that we need to be doing, Uh, especially. <clears throat> sometimes we know that we uh, we might have wished that we had said something to somebody who now we can no longer say something to. Now is our time to speak up to our families, friends, and loved ones and let them know even if they don't believe it. You know, how that song say? Tell them even if they don't believe it. That's what we have to do because we want to uh, be able to look God in the eye and say, hey, I did what I could. I mentioned it. I told him, I tried to share, you know, and think about that. We don't want to wait till it's too late and then say, Boy, I want to him about the Lord, you know. On mm-hmm. uh, paragraph 29.1, this is interesting. It says, The Ten Commandments revealed to all in the sky. What's that about? The Ten Commandments revealed to all in the sky.
1: Okay, um, because God's God's God is judging is going to be judging and His judgment is based on keeping His commandments. And so, for those who broke them, it's going to be they're It's going to be brought home. The point is going to be brought home to them, you know. And they're 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 going to be without excuse. That's why every knee is going to bow because they're going to know, hey, I chose to. Disregard
0: the commandments. Hmm. Anyone else?
2: And then I kind of look at those two who who stayed with God till the end, saying, It didn't matter what they took for me, I'm still gonna stay faithful. So when they see Christ, they know that they're secure because God has already let them know you endured to the end and you try and you did what I asked you to do in the commandments. And see, and that's another thing with those commandments, as it says, there's not going to be anybody that can say, oh, I didn't know because you, everybody, God said it, when it's preached and it's done, everybody will have a chance. So there's not going to be, oh, well, I didn't understand the commandments. Even a kid can read and understand the commandments if they're
5: taught. Mm
0: -hmm. Maybe those are 10 suggestions.
5: No, I've heard psychologists and preachers say, um, since we were created by God and Ten Commandments are part of his character, we're made in this image that the Ten Commandments are actually embedded in our heart. Um, like if a kid takes something, they know to hide it, you know, like a little toddler. I'm like, how do you know what you you taking that was wrong? Still, it was wrong. You know, it's like it's instilled in us in some way.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Or when you see two little toddlers playing with each other, one yank a toy from the other, they know it's wrong. And and then the other one may cry or may hit. So they know it's wrong to take something that doesn't belong to them.
4: Interesting.
0: Yeah. And it does say either thou shalt not or thou shalt. So it's not if you feel like it or if you want to. These, these are actual commandments. Those Ten Commandments being revealed in the sky are going to be like, I guess, Exhibit A in the courtroom of the judgment. Mm. No, hey, here's the here's the evidence. You knew about it. I like that.
1: Nobody's yeah. going
0: to be able to lie. Yeah, out here of here
1: it. here's the standard, and mm-hmm. you were weighed against this standard and found wanting or not found wanting. Mm.
0: Yeah, there won't be any uh I thought or I wish. You know, right. is it is it possible to lie to yourself?
5: Yeah. Yes. Every day. Yes. <laughs> Every day. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> People can lie to themselves all the way up to the Supreme Court. We saw that this week.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well now you look now <laughs> wait a minute. Now you look at our elections. Let's let, let President Trump say everybody lying. <laughs> so mm. <laughs> But no, you, question, you have you you still have that choice. Are you going to believe God, or are you going to believe in yourself?
3: And God, and the Bible says, "I'll I'll let them um, believe a lie." You know, He'll leave us to believe the lie if we just cons- consistently decide against God and the truth. Then He's going to let us let people believe a lie.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think that's prevalent today. It's when 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 a person will not admit that of defeat they're lying to themselves but they believe it
3: or if people this is even worse if people are saying you see like how many people 280,000 I don't even know the count now has died from COVID millions and millions have been you know uh, infected with COVID by COVID and stuff and then you still have people saying it doesn't exist
2: but yes, that's true. That's true. Just because
3: we believe a lie does not mean we will not suffer the consequences of what we don't be- of what mm-hmm. we don't believe. Amen.
5: And um, mm-hmm. there's a we passed it in the uh, previous um, uh, paragraph. Mm-hmm. It says uh, the costly palaces upon which the world's great men have lavished their wealth in mm-hmm. order to glorify themselves are crumbling to ruin before their eyes. All I could see when I read that was all the Trump Towers around the world and his name in bold caps and gold crumbling falling through the ground.
0: <laughs> yeah, amazing. Not only but physical you know, palaces, but mental and emotional palaces too.
2: And you know, I was surprised. I heard an elder, and he is a Seventh-day Adventist. He made a comment that it's, it, this uh, virus is man-made. And he don't understand why everybody's panicking. And I thought, I don't care if it, if, if you think it's man made, it's still killing people. And right. that's
3: the part I think he fell into um, seek. That that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You know, is man made, so we don't have to pay attention to it. Okay, that guns are man made, but we pay attention to those. So are knives. <laughs> attention when people have them.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I know a few people who have told me they didn't believe. Uh, COVID virus was real and they're not wearing a mask. Then those same people end up with somebody in the family getting sick and being in the hospital from it. In fact, one of the guys I was talking to this week, uh, he came to do some work for me and I tell him you can't work around me without a mask. And he's like, well, I don't believe in this. I said, maybe you don't, but I do. So you need to put on a mask. And then he tells me that his mother just got out of the hospital with COVID. And I mm. uh uh-uh. believe when your own mama just got it.
5: Well, mm. on World News yes. today last week, they interviewed uh, nurses like in like in New Jersey and different places that are hard hit that are in the um, ICU or, or a critical care unit and people are they're holding the hands of people that are dying and saying that the virus still saying that the virus doesn't exist. That this oh, is what they have and they're dying of COVID.
0: Just saying, yeah, like everybody is, you can't lie to yourself and that God will allow you to believe a lie if you continue that way.
3: And, you know, that's another, excuse me, but that's another uh, reason for us to follow God. These people have put their faith and their trust in this, in a man and not in God. And so their brains aren't free to explore and to really reason out a situation or even to hear the voice of God saying, put the mask on. Don't get right up on that person. They can't hear it because they have put their faith in a man rather than in God.
0: It's been a historic problem with people, humankind, putting our faith in mankind rather than in God, who is the Creator. It says on twenty nine two at the bottom, where we you know we know all these things are going to happen, but the Word assures us God is is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. So even though these things are going to happen and we might be around to see them, still keep our trust and know that God is on our side, that he'll take care of us and that we don't have to fear. Uh, Talking about the Ten Commandments, it says in the next paragraph, 29.3. Says then the glory of the glory of heaven is beaming from the gates ajar. Then there appears against the sky a hand holding two tablet tables of stone folded together. The hand opens the tables, and there are revealed the precepts of the Decalogue, traced as with a pen of fire. The words are so plain that all can read them. Memory is aroused, like somebody mentioned, everybody's heard of Ten Commandments. The darkness of superstition and heresy all the lies that people have been taught, all the untruths is now swept from every mind, and God's ten words, brief, comprehensive, and authoritative, are prevented to the view of all the inhabitants of the earth. How many inhabitants?
1: Oh. All. Uh.
0: Wonderful code, wonderful occasion. So there won't be any excuse. Everybody's had the opportunity or pass up the opportunity to know what God is calling us to uh, do as as followers of His. So, what do you think about that? Uh, the Ten Commandments being seen by the whole world. Anybody know how that's going to happen?
1: Well, it's going to be in the sky, so and it's going to be traced in the sky, isn't it? So, and every eye will see him. So, yeah, we don't. We don't. Happen? See. It, and I think as Christians too.
2: The Ten Commandments are written in our heart because mm-hmm. that's we're trying to live like Christ. So not only will we see them, but it will, it's already written in our hearts while we down here.
0: Excellent point. I was saying, uh, how can everybody around the globe see them realizing that the earth is a big globe? How are the people on the other side going to see the same as we do?
3: We don't know. I mean, we, we don't know how God, God is going to accomplish
1: that. So. <laughs> you know? Yeah. We just know that He, if will, they, it, ha- he will.
5: If God said it, it's going to happen.
1: If God said it's going to happen.
5: Now, I have a question. Uh, this is the first time I've ever seen this said about the Ten Commandments being opened up in the sky and revealed because mm-hmm. I can't find that in the Bible.
0: Mm hmm. No. Uh, there's a. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. There's a lot of things that aren't detailed in the Bible, but that's why God gives us his prophets. There's a lot of details that he wants to share with those who will listen. It's uh, To me, it's a really a great opportunity for us to learn more about God when we do trust in his prophets and read and study what the prophets write also. The prophets are God's mouthpiece, so what they're telling us from God is still God's word. And like Patsy just said, if God said it, it's gonna happen, whether we believe it or not. So yeah, it's a real blessing. And remember, the Bible is written on principle. A lot of principles were to follow. The situations might differ depending on what age you're talking about, what age period in, in history you're talking about. So it's a blessing to have a prophet speaking to us. Just like the uh um, back in the days that old prophets, the Israelites. God sent the prophets to help the people, to warn them, to encourage them, to instruct them uh, to whatever he wanted to say. And a lot of the people refused to listen to the prophets and they end up suffering because of it. So he sends us the prophets to assist us in our knowledge of him and also in our walk with Christ. So it's a blessing, real blessing. Anybody else thoughts on the Ten Commandments? How many? I had a quick, uh, uh, scholarly question, and I've studied about this. Uh, how many commandments are on the left side, and how many's on the right?
5: Four and six.
0: Yeah, Lakita says four and six. Also, why? Why is it split like that?
5: God is the first four, and and our fellow man is the
0: are the six. Okay, somebody been studying. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah, the first four relate to our relationship with God. The last six our relationship with each other. And it's uh very interesting to think that. I was watching uh one of those documentaries about Israel, the people in Israel, and the guy he had like an old, old writing of the Ten Commandments, not you know, from somewhere in history of the Jewish people, and he was showing a picture of it. And it was four on the left and six on the right. And I thought that was pretty interesting. All right. Uh, we always ask this. Does anybody know the day and hour of Jesus coming? Nope. Mm-mm. No? Okay. Well, on our last paragraph, it says, God tells his people the day and hour of Jesus coming. Oh,
4: uh- He's gonna go with, he's gonna come within the seven days of the week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you think so, huh? Yes, <laughs> one of those seven days he'll show up. Huh? Yeah, it says the voice of God is heard from heaven, declaring the day and hour of Jesus coming and delivering the everlasting covenant to his people. And we'll so, it's because. Go ahead.
4: Could
1: I say something real quickly? Right Mm -hmm. now, we don't know. But as we get to this point in time, then God will tell his people. So right right now, we have no idea. Probation Mm -hmm. hasn't closed. But at this point in time, probation will have closed. And it's time for God to deliver his people. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, he's going to reveal it.
0: And then notice it's the voice of God, not the voice of Jesus. Why is that?
1: Because Jesus is the one coming and God is the only one that knows.
0: Yeah. He said, nobody knows when I'm coming except my father. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even know until the appointed time. And then as they, as we say, we don't know when he's coming, but he's right on time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the voice of God is heard from heaven declaring day and hour of Jesus coming, delivering the everlasting covenant to his people And like the loudest thunder, the words roll through the earth. Have you ever been in one of those thunderstorms where it sounds like the thunder is actually rolling across the sky? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. And it's kind of scary. It says the Israel of God stand listening with their eyes fixed upward. Their countenance lighted up with his glory and shine as the face of Moses. When he came down from Sinai, the wicked cannot look upon them. Uh when I was reading this, it says the Israel of God. Why is it s- stated like that? The Israel of God stand listening with their eyes upward.
1: That includes the the the, the living redeemed.
0: Yeah. Okay. Anybody anything else? Yeah, because I- there's
3: another Israel, and it's not the one of God. That one is of Satan. So <laughs> it's for those who aren't following God. Okay. Well, I think it includes those that who, who are literal Israelites, but as well as
1: those who are spiritual Israelites.
0: Yeah, good point. It's not just the country Israel. It's not just the mm-hmm. people, even though there are a lot of people who believe that the, only the Jewish people will be saved. They still believe that the Jews have to, all the Jews around the world have to move back to the country Israel before Christ returns. But that, that's just their thoughts on it. So it's saying the Israel of God, as Karen and Lakita mentioned, that includes everybody who has accepted Christ as Savior.
5: Right, and mo- in, the, in the Jewish um, religion, it's not based, they don't believe Christ was the Son of God, so they have to be converted Israelites.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, they do have some Israelites who have accepted Christ. Uh, I think if you look on the channel, it says Jews for Jesus or something. Hmm.
5: Yeah, Christian Jews, they have to be converted.
0: Right. They have accepted Christ as the Savior. And then the final sentence says, and when the blessing is pronounced on those who have honored God by doing what? Keeping His Sabbath. By keeping holy. His
2: Sabbath holy.
0: There is a mighty shout of victory. Why is it mentioned by keeping His Sabbath holy? What else is covered with that? Everything. What do you mean everything?
1: All the other commandments are covered. I think we read in one of the earlier lessons that if you keep the Sabbath the way it's supposed to be kept, then you're keeping the other commandments also.
0: Okay. Anybody else?
1: And I think too many people, and like even the
2: people that, you know, are other Christians, they think it's just about a day. It's not about just going to church on Sabbath. There's a covenant in that. And
0: and and what God said. Uh-uh. Patsy got cut off. She's on a good good uh string there though. Anybody else?
3: I'm gonna finish what she's saying. I believe she's going on to say um that it's also about just obedience. The whole test really is about obeying God, trusting God. Uh, acknowledging him as the creator of the earth, which is real important because people are saying he did not create the earth, and create, the earth came of about of its own accord. So it's a whole lot involved in observing the Sabbath.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly, and when we're keeping the Sabbath, we're showing our allegiance and our acceptance of God and Christ his son as our Lord and Savior. So it's uh, kind of symbolic again, showing... Who who our allegiance is, is to. And there's only gonna be two sides, right? You either allegiance to God or you're allegiant to the devil. And when you're keeping God's holy Sabbath, your allegiance, you're showing your allegiance to God. So
3: But it's not really, it's not symbolic at all, Lee. It's actual. I mean, it's real. It's your your life work indicates what your beliefs are. And I think that's what God is saying to us, is that you know, you can't say, I believe in God, and then just not do what he says, or go do what is convenient, or do what somebody else told you to do. If you're believing in God, and you're studying his word, you do what the Bible tells you to do.
0: Okay, anyone else with thoughts on that? Final thoughts on this uh, lesson? It's going to be a lot going on, and again, it it might come as a surprise when it happens at first, but then the Lord has told us before so that we're not shocked and amazed by it. There will be a lot going on during that time period, and the, the events will occur so quickly you won't have time to be thinking about stuff. You just have to accept what God has said in his word and to believe it and know that he is God and that he never lies, that what he says will happen.
3: And You know, Liz, is sometimes you think that it's not, it's not possible for like, um, you know, you s- for something to be like a worldwide. And I think this pandemic really shows us not only that something can affect the whole world, but it also can do it in a in a record amount of time. It doesn't take long, so mm-hmm. it's not like um, this law is going to take ten years the law to, allow to uh, overturn the Sabbath or make people worship on the Sabbath. Uh, that that's going to take 10 years to happen because it doesn't have to take that long. Mm-hmm. It can just take, you know, just a very short amount of time.
0: It can literally be overnight. Patsy, you're back on. Would you like to finish your thought?
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm, for some reason, my phone is clicking off. Yeah. I explained to a person, it, it was. it's more than just us going to church on Saturday. So I sent them uh, a little uh, pamphlet that says, uh It says Sabbath. It said, what about the Sabbath? So I'm hoping that they're going to read it and call me if they have questions.
3: And
5: also, it's been my experience, just about everybody I know um, is a Sunday keeper, you know, outside of my church family.
1: Mm -hmm. In my
5: social life, everybody's a Sunday keeper. They recognize that because I keep the Sabbath, they'll say happy Sabbath and they know not to bother me at certain times of the week. But they don't understand the concept of something holy because they don't even keep Sunday holy or set aside. It's just the day that they go to church. So to explain to them that the seventh day is holy, God sanctified it, they don't understand what that even means and that it's a lifestyle. It's just not something. I
1: agree. I agree i agree Mm -hmm. yeah and you know what you don't hear i've never heard a sunday church preaching the holiness of sunday so you know we have the saying they don't even keep the wrong day right
2: (laughs) and you know i said you know and when you go there on easter the first thing they'll say god rose on and i'm like then you know that's not the sabbath you know, if you ever listen to them on those when they're preaching about Easter, they will say, and he and he died, and they'll say on you on the Friday night, then they say he rose on the Sunday, and I'm like, so you know suddenly could not be
5: because he rose and got busy. <laughs> and they'll say the third day. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yes, like uh you like you had kind of said, probably people understand the facts or the actuality of it but don't understand the spiritual meaning behind it.
3: Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's like, um, you have to, the scales of our eyes have to be removed because we don't, you know, we're not, it's just not applied. Some kind of way it can be hidden from you. I know we all have this experience where we come in uh, and you're on this certain spiritual level and then something happens, usually something bad. And then you understand more what faith is. It's a different understanding. So I think people, have a, um, a brain knowledge but not a heart knowledge.
5: Yeah, they have to bring themselves to the th- Holy Spirit for that. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And, yeah. And
2: sometimes I think it's better to let them read it for themselves because I never want them to say, well, Patsy told me this. No, I want you to read it for yourself. Then, you know, then if you still have questions, but sometimes it takes that person to read it for themselves, search the scripture for themselves before they can even come
3: to understand I believe mm-hmm. that too Patsy true. you know I believe that too and then sometimes people can say things in a way that it means something different have you ever ever had that experience where it's, you know you've heard it before but a person can lay it out in a way and they can just change one or two words and it means something completely different to you that's true
0: yeah That's why we got to keep praying, asking the Holy Spirit to lead people and guide them into all truth. You know, we do our part in sharing the word of God, uh, but allow the Holy Spirit to touch their hearts and take the scales off their eyes so that they might see. Uh, Again, time is zooming past, and before we know it, Jesus will be coming in the clouds of glory. So we want to all stay prayed up, stay uh, in line with the Holy Spirit in your life, keep his word, keep his uh will do god's will and continue to pray for yourself as well as for others amen so man
2: amen. we always
0: like to have special prayer requests
2: i have two special prayer requests uh for kim uh buchanan her oldest daughter uh they're her Oldest daughter's father. I think he passed away down south somewhere, and they had the funeral. Then they went to some relatives' house and ate. And all of them got COVID, and some of them's in the hospital yeah. right now, oh, nice. and some is trying to recover. So her name is Kim Buchanan, and I think her family is called Jenkins. And then Deb, Debbie Mueller, she lost her her stepmother Ruth.
0: Okay. okay, Kim Cannon and Debbie Miller. Yes, sir. Any other special prayer requests? For guess, my
1: uh, children. Oh, oh, oh go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead, Alvin. I'm sorry.
4: Okay, for my children's spiritual growth because some things are happening, they're moving in positive direction, but they move back in a negative direction. But for my children and for my whole family, especially for my cousin Janelle uh, Cunningham and her
0: mother uh, Delois. Okay, Janelle and Dolores. Yes, okay. Uh, Paula, did you have something? That you uh,
5: Yeah, um as always baptism and baptism of the Holy Spirit and continued spiritual growth that I can uh, put God first in my life and that he you know be everything. not just one aspect of my life. And also, I'm always praying for the first responders in this pandemic. It's it's just mm-hmm. overwhelming what some people have to do to save, to help save others.
1: Yeah,
0: they have a tough job every day, but now it's even tougher with the pandemic.
1: Okay. And- um, Go ahead. Uh, was you gonna say something else, Paula?
0: That was Alvina. Um, no. Oh, no.
1: go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, I was going to say, pray for my children and just pray for all of us to have a closer walk with the Lord and to spend this time during this pandemic, just getting closer to the Lord and doing his will and, 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 and just keeping our eyes on the Lord. Okay. And I want to add
4: for my children, it's hard for them to keep the Sabbath. They want to, they try, they make an effort and they fall back. And for me,
0: not to uh, micromanage their walk. Okay. Okay, Jan, are you still on? Do you have special requests?
2: I am uh, wisdom and an unwavering commitment to be an example of Christ.
0: Okay. Okay, and then of course we'll uh, always add to that the. The entire church family, you know. Can I add to mine? The God's will. Yeah, go ahead, Paula.
5: I'm sorry. Wisdom and understanding. When Jan said wisdom, the light bulb went off. Wisdom and understanding, and you can throw patience on there as well.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, if you're gonna do that, Paula, for me, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, at this time, we'll ask uh, Sister Carol that she would give us a prayer. And Karen, it's up to you if you want to take us off live or not.
3: No, go ahead. Okay. Most Honorable Father, in the blessed name of Jesus, we are just so grateful that we are able to come into your presence with our prayers. First, Lord, we ask that you would clear the highway between all of us and thee, all of those who are on this line praying right now. We ask that there will be nothing between us and you that will hinder our prayers from being answered. Because Lord, there's no point in praying if they're not going to be answered. So we trust in me. We are already going to say thank you already because we know you're willing to hear and answer each of these prayers. First of all, we're going to put before you um, those first responders, dear Father. We know that so many of them have died saving others, dear Lord. And we ask, Father, that you would be with those who are working with the sick, those who are sick, dear Lord. We that you would give them strength and stamina. You, that you would boost their immune systems, dear Lord, and help them to be safe. Rest your Father that you would be with Kim, Buchanan, and the Miller family, and also uh, Janelle and Dolores. Dear Father, we ask for health and healness, and health and wellness, dear Lord. We ask that you would send your angels to visit those who are in the sick room, that they will be with them. Those who are hospitalized and cannot have visitors, Lord, we trust that the Spirit of God will be in their hearts and their minds. We ask that the nurses and whoever around them will be uh, encouraging to them, dear Father, and will lift you up before them in the way that they do their work. Dear Lord, and now these prayers are for all of us. We all desire that our children will be taught of the Lord, that they will observe the Sabbath fully and completely as you will have them to do it, dear Lord. That our walk before them will be upright, dear Father, and righteous before you, before you and them. Lord, we ask that the Spirit of God will give us wisdom, knowledge. Help us, dear Father, so that when we approach others, that the Spirit of God would go before us and not we of ourselves. We ask that you we will put you first in our lives. Help us, dear Lord, not to be selfish about anything. Help us to see where we need where we're coming short at. And Lord, that we'll continue our prayer life throughout the week so that we may come up on those things that we are short in. We also dear, Lord, uh, dear Father that you would help help us have a closer walk with you. Help us to do exactly what you tell us to do. Help us not to study all of these beautiful messages. And then we ourselves be cast out and lost because we ourselves will not follow the Ten Commandments. But we ask that you will help us have a closer walk with you. And so to hear your voice, so we'll know when we're walking astray and we can be called back and pulled back in line with you, Lord. We ask that you will help us do more of your will this week. That means that we have to sit still for a time, a moment, so that you can speak to us and we can hear you. But please, Lord, help us to attend to the things that you ask us to do. Show us the righteous way and the right way to go in all things. And then, Lord, we ask that you would give us a wisdom and unwavering commitment to you and help our entire church family to have an, an unwavering commitment to you, dear Lord. We ask God so that you would give us patience and give us knowledge, dear Father. Dear Lord, we ask that you, all these things and all of this will be given to us and that you would give us a, a mind and a heart of understanding. Give us compassion towards the next person, dear Father. Let all the things that you would have us to do, Lord, and to be, that those things will be done in our lives. And Lord, we ask that you would let, let us not have fear as our God, because fear is not our God. You are our God, Lord. You know what each person here stands in need of. You know what their family and friends stand in need of. You know who's on the who's on this um, who's listening online and who's out there in the world that will run across this prayer. We ask that you would give them the ble- same blessings that we're asking for ourselves, Lord. Help us to always keep you. In the forefront of everything that we do, Lord, and then we know that soon we are going to hear that Your voice saying, "Lo, it is our Lord." We will look up and say, "This is our Lord, whom we have long waited for, Lord." And we will be praising You. And we know, Lord, the wait will be, although it seems long now, it will be nothing but a moment. And we'll see that all that we've gone through is worth every moment of that eternal life that we will live with You. In the name of Jesus, we pray and praise You always. Amen. 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 I just want
1: to say. Next week, we'll be studying from Testimonies for the Church, Volume 1, Chapter 77, The Prayer of David.
0: The Prayer of David. He had a lot of prayers, didn't he?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. Uh, We can go offline now.